Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Inga Hebden. She is a leadership and personal impact coach, helping people increase their impact, their ability to lead, their influence, and their ability to act strategically. I have Rick Alcantara. He does public relations, digital marketing, and crisis communication at Rick Alcantara Consulting. And I have Kevin Wash. He is a coach, mentor, author, trainer, and speaker, running a consultancy business specializing in sales for international property development. The question I have today, how do you keep a conversation flowing with a stranger without talking about yourself? Kevin, kick us off. This is an interesting topic for me because part of my work in training salespeople is teaching them how to have conversations with although not strangers from a business perspective, people are kind of cold towards them. And I actually have a game that I play in my life that involves doing exactly this. If I find myself in a, for example, a doctor's waiting room or anywhere where there's a group of people waiting, my game is I will strike a conversation with somebody and in 15 minutes, I want to find out how much I can discover about their life without even telling them my name. And then it can be done. And actually the secret of it is controlling the narrative. And there's a, there's a, there are two techniques involved here. The first thing to do is lead with an interesting question mm. that even a stranger would think, mm, okay, I'll answer the question. The, the, the key then is you have to listen to the answer and you have to follow on from the answer. Because if you start changing the topic from one place to another, people will very quickly lose interest. However, if people are talking about themselves, generally they're quite happy to do that. And you can become such a nice person because all you did was really listen to them and they don't know anything about you. So I am very comfortable talking to strangers for as long as I need to. And in a lot of cases, they'll know no more about me than my name. Hmm, interesting. Inga, what about you? I was just going to say, yeah, ask them a question and listen, listen for the answer and respond accordingly. Maybe even with another, with another question, asking question, being generally interested in the answer and listening, listening to what they do. The only caveat I would say are individuals who then give very short and brief answers simply because they are not very comfortable. They're very shy. I mean, I had a conversation. I was trying to have a conversation with somebody and getting to know that individual. And it was at some point it felt like pulling teeth. Because I was exactly what Kevin was describing, I was exactly doing that, asking questions, being interested and in hearing the, the, the answer. But the answers were so short and, and brief and then delivered with almost a disinterest in mm. their own answers that I started to become disinterested. And then her answers got shorter and shorter. And I was like, oh, God, this is so much effort. Is it even worth it? Mm. So at some point, I ended up with asking myself, do I really want to continue this conversation? <laughs> and if the answer, the no, answer was no, walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rick, how do you Rick, do it? I feel the same way Inga mentioned. When I find somebody who's just giving us very short answers, I, I get a little frustrated too. And, and if it seems like it's going nowhere, then I'm just like, it, it just kind of goes into the, into the drain, I think, very quickly. I do the same thing Kevin mentioned, asking questions. I even do the same thing in business. I'm going to meet somebody and we're going to talk about business. I, I want to spend most of our conversation talking about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish, you know, what their needs are. Not so much about me. They can go online and find that. But and, and even the same thing in a personal relationship. They really want to know all my details about everything I've done since I started working. 
go on LinkedIn. You can find it there, right? But we can talk about all kinds of things. You can talk about sports. You can talk about the weather. You can talk about music. You can talk about politics. Anything that comes up, maybe find a spot and then just kind of continue that conversation, go down that path. I do a lot of talking to strangers. I, I'm on Lunch Club, which is a place where they literally connect you with strangers. Yeah. Uh, and you have to have a conversation. And so I find a lot of times where I'll, why are you on Lunch Club? What, what brought you here? What do you hope to get out of it? What have you gotten out of it? Have you had good conversations? But I have also found that within about 15 minutes, if they don't ask any questions about me, then I'm like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Because this isn't networking right. anymore. So at what yeah. point, do you say, okay, I've asked a bunch of questions. I've been very interested in them. Do you wait for them to ask you a question or do you just start sharing about yourself? How do you handle it then? If it's network, you want that to be a two-way communication. But if I'm talking to strangers and the challenge is talking to strangers and finding out about them without them finding out about me, I don't mm -hmm. actually want them to ask me questions. I understand exactly what Inga's saying about when the answers become shorter and shorter, what then tends to happen is the questions become shorter and shorter and ends up going nowhere. So if I ask somebody their opinion about something, that's one way I can get them to expand. If I just ask them staccato type of questions, I know it's going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I really want to try to move them onto opinions until I can find something where there's some emotion or a hot button where I think, okay, I don't know what that's going to be. So it may, it's how quickly can I get to that point where I can get that individual to open up and talk to me more? But when do you when do you start the draw the line how long will you try finding their opinion or the thing they are interested in it's a great question i mean there's a technique and it's called layering and the idea of layering is whatever the first question is i want to stay on that theme for the second or the third question and generally by the time i get to the third question i'm, I'm getting the answers that i want but the secret is there's a difference between layering and laboring and if it carries on and you're getting nowhere that's the time when you either you stop completely change the subject dramatically or go and find somebody else to talk to it's easier if you just if you're talking to them and they're just going on and on and they, well i agree when i dealt that with that situation or i found or a buddy of mine tried that and here's what we what happened or the alternative was this or have you thought about that because i tried this just kind of bring yourself in, in your experience and then all of a sudden you're now you're talking about yourself i do find that if i talk to people if i share a little bit about me then they're more likely to be open and talk to me more about what's going on with them. That's definitely true. So how do you do it? How do you make sure that it's a balanced conversation? Assuming you're networking, how do you make it a balanced conversation if they don't ask you any questions? Well, again, networking is a completely different thing. I mean, I, I personally don't like networking. It's something that I'm not good at. I don't enjoy it. I don't like that kind of fickle, false, small talks. When it's business, I you know that's a completely different ball game for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of networking recently and actually Robin, you and I went on lunch club and had a fantastic conversation. And I continue to have really interesting conversations, not just on, on lunch club, also kind of personal face-to-face -face networking conversations, but they're all in relation to, it's a, there's a common purpose behind the, the network. On lunch club, it's more, let's just have an interesting conversation and let's see where it takes us. Other networking events I attend are focused on a specific purpose. Hence, can we figure out if there is a, a common ground, common interest, how we benefit each other from a business perspective? So it can be very, uh, very focused and you can get there uh, relatively quickly by answering by asking the right questions and trying to find that common ground okay if there is common ground if there's interest let's move on 
and uh, we take this as a one-on-one, -on -one, but let's move on to the next to the next person. It's really short purposeful connections, which I find find quite interesting. Mm -hmm. I found, especially if you have, if you're in a group or an organization where there's a common bond, like you're both a member of a chamber of commerce, you're both a private, a member of a private club, or, you know, you yeah. both go to the same gym or something. Sometimes that's enough of a commonality to just get a conversation started. But a little bit like Kevin, I, sometimes I find that the pure networking functions kind of fake a little bit. Um, so I find it a little hard sometimes to just kind of go person to person to person. You know, I've been in networking functions where there might be 200 people in the room. And my goal is always to try to meet maybe three or four interesting people and have some conversations. So I'd rather just have a good, you know, 10 minute, 15 minute conversation with three or four people. And then I feel the event's been a success. I know for me, I hate being in a room with that many people because I feel like I have to yell and I don't, I don't want to have to lip read and yell all night. Like that's not fun for me yeah. at all. So I'm wondering in the last couple of seconds, do you have any questions that you ask that are real good opening questions that Kevin specifically, because you've mentioned, you try to get people's opinion on things. What kind of questions yeah. do you ask? How do you open the conversation? Again, it all depends on the, the nature of the people, but a great question to ask somebody is when you were young, what did you imagine your adult life would become like? So the idea is I want to ask people a question that they don't expect to hear that makes them think. And what I find is, and I have no idea why, but maybe this is, but it seems to work, is if I ask a question that is random enough, people think about it and they respond. Nobody ever thinks, why is he asking me that? From there, it leads me into, well, if that's what you thought it was going to be like, what, what is it like today? Um, it's funny how you say that, because when I share with people like quick hits questions, just like these are the kind of questions that I ask, they almost always want to answer them. <laughs> Even though I'm just sharing examples. So you're right. If you give someone a random question that they get to think about, they yeah. will likely answer it with some kind of opinion. Yeah. So maybe a good advice is to tell people, go to the YouTube channel and scroll through the yes, 500 subs, find some questions yeah. in there you can take and ask. <laughs> well, that is our 10 minutes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.